welcome to the Along Come Norwich podcast. This is John here for a different kind of podcast and you'll notice that for probably the very first time in the history of this pod there is no alliterative form of opening words because my friend and colleague Mr Tom Parsley is sadly not with us today. Instead joining me for his Along Come Norwich debut is formerly of Norwich Talk YouTube channel Ben Ambrose and he's helping me to welcome a couple of very very special guests Norwich City women players Alice Parker and Megan Todd. We're here to talk about the women's team, their recent successes, what challenges await them in the new campaign um, ahead of their season opener this Sunday as they travel south of the border to take on AFC Sudbury. Megan, I'll come to you first. I'm conscious some of our listeners might not be particularly familiar with the women's team and the women's setup. Could you perhaps give us a little bit of a background about um, the team in general, where you sit in the pyramid, and actually more importantly, what people can expect if they came to watch a, um, a game at the Nest or maybe more importantly, a game at Carrow Road very soon? Yeah, so the um, Norwich City women's team is now uh, part of the, the main football club, which happened beginning of last season. Um, so we're now fully integrated with the, the main football club. Um, we sit in Tier 4, uh, which is the National League Southeast. So when you're looking at Tier 1, you've got WSL, Tier 2 Championship, Tier 3 the Premier. We sit Tier 4 uh, and we're kind of regionalised across there. We're the, the highest playing team in Norfolk. Um, so yeah, we we're been in that league for quite a while, so we're hoping to get out of that league, um, possibly this season. And I think you know, like I, obviously, I attend Carrow, not Carrow, sorry, the Nest, quite a lot. Um, you know, kind of, an, and it's it's a really nice vibe there, and I think it's something that you guys, as a club, have been building for some time. Alice, like, what kind of thing? Do you think people can expect from a game at the Nest that's maybe different to, say, like a men's game at, at Carra Road? And, you know, kind of, do you kind of feel like maybe a bit of responsibility as players to create that connection? Because it's a bit more, like, I think it'd be fair to say, it like, feels a bit more grassroots, you know, kind of, and you can have that interaction with, with the fans that are, you know, kind of the really young fans as well that are there. Yeah, definitely. I think we always make an effort um, as a squad uh, to go and see players after the game. Uh, I think it's really family friendly. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of families there, um, which is really lovely to see. Um, it's a lovely environment. Um, we did have a couple of people like banging drums last season, which was quite good, especially when we needed a bit of a push in the game. Um, I think that was good. Um, it's it's obviously different to the men's game. I think it it's not going to be it's a different environment. And I think if you attended like a WSL game, it'd be the same. It isn't like going to watch Arsenal play or Man City. It's very different, but. There's, there's massive positives in that. And I think the crowd are excellent. Um, they come week in, week out. And we really, really appreciate the fact that they're so loyal and come every week and cheer us on. I've got a question just following on. Sorry, go on, jump. Go ahead, him. No, no, go for I it, just, man. I was just going to say, so in terms of like expectations and, and the way you, you manage those, a little bit later we'll get into on the pitch. But off the pitch, in terms of that, that respect that you demand, what do you expect back from the fans? So obviously you you will go and greet the fans, you'll go and sign shirts, et cetera, as we saw sort of most recently at the County Cup final. What do you perhaps sort of hope for and expect back, if that makes sense? Go on, Alice. Oh, is this sorry? <laughs> I don't this it's an interesting one. I think um it's so lovely to see everyone there. Um I think just cheering us on in the game, to be honest. I think we're a team that um, sometimes we need a bit 
bit of encouragement, um, I think. And I think there was points in last season where definitely like the crowd and the fans got us through and I think really cheering us on and giving you that little like edge. And sometimes when you go on an away day and there there is very little fans there, it is it's difficult um because we're so used to such a nice following when we come back to the nest. Um so I suppose just expectation just being, you know, just cheer us on, smile in, be happy. Um so we could want really. And Megan, it's been a while since last season ended. Um, you're probably one of the more experienced players at the club. You know, kind of if you've been there a few seasons, you've seen that come and go. And as you say, you know, kind of that's that's been in the fourth tier for some time. But this was, I think I'm right in saying our best place finish for quite a while, ending up fourth in the table. Just give us a few reflections on the campaign as a whole. When you say experienced, you mean on the older players, the oldies. I didn't say that. You can say that. <laughs> yeah, last season it seems quite a while, well, while now. But I think reflections from last season is, I think something shifted with us within the team. Um, going from previous seasons and and not get results this season, we were getting results, and I think the team togetherness was really there. Um, and I think that really shown that like shown through our play performances, and I do think the crowd at the Nest made a massive difference. I think. Our first game, you know, we couldn't believe how many people we had there supporting and every week that encouraged us. It, it Like Alice said, it definitely got us through a few games. I think one game was the Sutton Coldfield game and I think last 10 minutes we were, we were losing and, and I just remember the crowd getting really loud and pushing us on and, and going to win that game. And I think all those little things have made a huge difference and we obviously integrated with the club um, as well and and all those differences off the pitch, we could literally just focus on playing the football. And that showed, I think, in our kind of our league position and and the results we got. Bar from the the, the match you mentioned there, the, the Sutton Coldfield game, I want to ask both of you, but I'll start with you, Megan. Do you have a particular highlight from last season? Because I think from a fan perspective, you pick out last minute winners, those kind of things, you know, a 5 no win, something like that. But for you as a player, is that perhaps different? Do you have sort of a, a niche little moment that you pick out as a, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of, of what I did there. I'm really proud of what we as a team achieved. Yeah, I think I have two. I think the Carroll Road goal, I don't think I'll ever be able to top that. Um, yeah. Just the whole day, actually, the whole occasion was incredible. Um, and there's, I, the certain Coldfield game always does stand out for me as well. Two penalties in the last five minutes. Um yeah, that was just a major turnaround that even though we weren't playing our best, we could still manage to get a result. Um, but yeah, I think the Carrow Road goal has to probably top it for me. What about yourself, uh, Alice? Um, yeah, it was the Carrow Road game. I don't, yeah. I don't score often. Um, and I didn't actually realise the first goal was mine, to be honest, um, until someone said after the second goal I scored, was like, oh, you're on for a hat trick. And I was sort of thought, what? And then I realised that obviously the first goal was that I scored. So, no, it was amazing. Like Megan said, the whole day, like, it was just incredible. Like, I look back on it and I, I don't always believe it. Um, like, everything just clicked for us as a team. Like, it was so frantic. I think, obviously, you looked at the score after, like, 12 minutes and there were so many goals. But I think once we settled and everything, um, like, we got we got with it. And, you know, we're, we're so, like, I think we're so tight as a team. Um, we never gave up and I think... Yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, that was my favourite moment. Alice, I'm interested and you've touched on it there. So, that first goal, are you shooting or are you crossing? Oh, crossing, 100%. (laughs) 
I don't care who scores it as long as it goes in the net. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Um, Megan, that was obviously a fantastic occasion. You know, some some wonderful goals scored at Carrow Road and it, and it kind of felt like a real... Those two games at Carrow Road felt like a really nice culmination of something that you guys as a club, as a team, had been building for some time. But I'm really interested in, were there any regrets from last season? Because... You know, you guys were right up there with hashtag, as, you know, during the early part of the campaign, you know, kind of, I'm, I don't think any of you guys were maybe saying in post-match, um, you know, press duties that, you know, you were, you were targeting promotion, but you were challenging for a while. And then there was, you know, kind of a bit of a dip, I want to say, you know, maybe after Christmas, you know, kind of where there was a few results, which people wouldn't have expected. Is there anything when you look back on it that you think, oh, maybe we could have just gone one further? Yeah, I think. I think as we just took each game as it went last season, and I think we never ex- we didn't expect to to probably go and win the league. And I think when you don't have that belief, you then start to have those little results. And I think there are some away games we threw away some really silly points, um, you know, and that's what we've got to be better at this season. We're going to travel to places; it's not going to be a nice place. They're going to try and bully us off. It's quieter. There's not much crowd. There's- that's where we've got to go and grind results more. I think that's where we struggle then. I think our regrets is all the the hashtag results always bother me. Um, yes, they're a great team, but sometimes I just think that doesn't really reflect us, especially the home game. It felt like every time they shot, they scored. And I actually thought the first 20 minutes we played well. And yeah. that's that ruthlessness that they have. And, and that's what we've kind of looked at and gone, we, we need to be a bit more like them. Um, so yeah, I think some of the away games we we really threw away some some points. To be fair, yeah, absolutely. And, and Alice, I'll come to you briefly. A bit, I think a big part of the success of of last season, and you could see it build throughout the season, was the the style of play that you guys was really patient, like kind of really, you know, it's football that was pleasing on the eye, a real passing game. And much of that, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but seemed like that was the playing style that that the former head coach Sean Howes wanted you guys to play. Um, how much did you enjoy being a part of the the setup that he'd put together and, and how did the squad take it when you found out he was stepping down? Um, I think last season, um, it was a special season. I think um, everything, like Megan said, like everything sort of clicked and that togetherness and like we were all in it together and had everyone's backs at all points. Um, and I think that's what really pushed us on. I think you know, we believed in each other as well as ourselves. And I think that started to really show towards the end of the season. And despite some, like, bad results here and there, like, we did, we played really well all season. And I think Sean stepped down and left us in the best place he could have possibly have. And um, we'll see Martins now come in and put in his own spin on it. And I think it does, you know, we're pushing on now and it requires someone with that full-time, like, all of their time into us and I think that's what we need and obviously Sean did an absolutely amazing job and we all really really appreciate all of his time and everything and I think he put us in the best spot going forward. You you mentioned about about Sean and obviously he, he stepped down after the two games at Carroll Road I know we've we've touched on them before but I'd be really interested in both of your takes in terms of like how did that day feel and, and how were the pre-match nerves? Because I'd imagine that's probably like the biggest football environment that you've played in before, Me- Megan. Yeah, I think obviously with the, the Carroll Road game, there were there were a lot of nerves and um, Flo put a lot of stuff to support us ahead of that game. 
um, some workshops and, and how we can just settle ourselves because like I said I've never experienced playing in front of that many people and I remember coming on the second half and I was like this is just this is mad there's so much noise and you're trying to play the game and it, it was then that's probably why it reflected the scoreline <laughs> that so I think hopefully be a bit more quick but there was the county cup final I think it it's kind of like you know that that kind of chapter ended in a you know, really positive note for Sean, and I think we wanted to end on a positive note. And he did, like I said, did a lot of work to get us in this spot. And I think it was like a perfect way to kind of finish that chapter with him, um, and, and and win the trophy, obviously for the club, but also as a as a good goodbye, I'd say. And Alice, you know, kind of, I know we've talked about it before, but how were the nerves on the day? Oh, horrendous. Really bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it. Um, no, I I didn't feel good the night before at all. I was up most of the night. I drove my family insane. Um, and to be honest, I think I was just so nervous to let everyone else down. Like, I didn't want to be that person that turns up on the day and just has an absolute shocker, and it can happen. And I thought, I just hope for the team. Like, I just I just want to perform my best for everyone else. Um, I never dreamt of scoring or anything. I was more worried about it going in my own net, to be honest. Um, but no, it was, yeah. But like I said, like Megan said, you know, Flo put on workshops for us. And I have to say, like, that did help. I tried to use some of the techniques in calming my nerves, um, which I do think helped. And I still do it now. Um, so I'll be using that on Sunday. <laughs> and do you think that puts you in good stead? Because obviously, you know, we need to mention it. There is a game at Carrow Road that's coming up soon where you guys will be playing I think it's your second home match of the season against um, Cambridge United do you think that puts you in really good stead to kind of go into that and and to fly or you know do you think again there might be like a little bit of those those pre-match nerves like has it become normal for you guys now and should it become normal for you guys now to be playing at you know the home of um, you know all of the Norwich City teams Megan what do you think um, I think Yes, there'll still be nerves, but I think we know what to expect. I think the whole occasion, the whole day, you, you kind of know what, what's coming. I think the, the first game, it was just like, wow, we've got this, and then we've got to go do this, and there's music. It's Yeah, I think I think we'd feel a lot more comfortable, but we, we still want to go out and get that result and not take our foot off the gas, because I think that day, everyone gave it 110%. You know, those who might not have had their best game, those who did, they gave it their all, so I think, I think we know what to expect. But I mean, I'm really, really excited to be playing at Carrow Road again. If we can live another game, hopefully with not a chaotic scoreline, maybe a clean sheet, like another another perfect day, and just another way for us to also showcase, you know, the team and ourselves, and and keep putting ourselves out there. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and I just yeah, I hope we keep a clean sheet this time. Has the um, intensity of training gone up, Alice, given that there's a Carroll Road game on the horizon and surely everyone is very, very keen to make sure they're part of that starting lineup? I think, yeah, even despite if we didn't have a game there, I think, like, you know, new managers come in, really enthusiastic, um, and everyone's naturally stepped up again. Like, I think we've got, like, a lot of new signings as well, which has really add depth to our squad as well, and I think that's really positive. Um, so naturally going into a new season, especially... Hopefully, being an exciting one as well. That everyone, everyone's just stepped up a gear. Like I don't know if you agree, but Meg, but I think everyone like has taken it up a notch. It's and it. You go into training, you think right, okay, need to really keep going, and there is a 
everyone's so I don't really know how to describe it, but like even like we did like a training game last night, and it was just like this. Meg, what do you how do you describe it? The intensity is is it's, insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's intense. It's very competitive. I I don't think I don't think anyone could sit here and say who's going to be the sixteen for Sunday. And I think you can see that in the way everyone's training because they want to impress. The intensity is a lot a lot higher. Um, but it's all good. It's all going to make us better. Um, everyone's pushing each other, but it's all positive. There's competitive, but it's positive. But that's kind of what I wanted to come on onto because obviously Sean's stepping down, presents an opportunity. Martin's come in. Um, I was at the Roxham friendly on, when was it last Wednesday? There is no doubt in my mind, you girls are going to have no trouble hearing that man when you're on the pitch because his voice bellows but you could tell that you know the standards that he was demanding from the team and the type of play that you were putting in was it really, you know the style of play was different uh, has that been your experience in training and I guess what kind of without giving away the trade secrets what changes can we expect in maybe the style of football and the intensity of the football from from the team this season Alice I think the word I'd use is exciting um like I think we want people to come and watch and be like, wow, like that was a, they played really well. Like it was a really exciting game. Um, I do believe, I think we're going to score a lot. Um, I think it'll be very attacking. I think you probably see that in the preseason games as well. Um, so yeah, just an exciting game. Um, we've got a lot going for us, I think. And if we all believe in ourselves as well, I think, I think we'll get the results. Is there an element of you have to sort of keep your feet on the ground as well? Because you, you mentioned this idea, and, and we'll come to you first, Meg, for this, like this idea of, of being attacking, scoring goals, and perhaps, you know, almost creating that demand for goals in this new system. Do you think that perhaps breeds this idea of the fans, you know, are going to have to be a little bit patient as you adjust to, to the new system? Yeah, it's, it's different to probably a bit what we played last season. But I think because we've got the, the players to do it, I think, as an attacker player, the way he wants to play makes me really excited. And I think there will be have to be elements of being patient, you know, different movements, different runs. There's new players learning to play with them. But I think with the quality of the squad, I think, yeah, we could we could get we could really make a statement hopefully on Sunday. Um you could probably see in the rocks and game a little bit. We're still trying to work each other out and what we do in, in these situations, but already he's already kind of given us lots of knowledge, lots of answers already um, from that game. And you can see yesterday, we, we already kind of fixed the things that we weren't sure about in, in the Roxham game. So yeah, it, I think it's going to be really exciting. And fans might have to be a bit patient, but I think the intensity we're going to play at, I think that will probably get the crowd going, to be fair. Are there any um are there any elements? Sorry, I'm so interested in this sort of transition of, of of coaching. It's such an interesting thing to me, especially sort of the psychology side, which we'll come back to. In terms of your yourself, Alice, and, and your playing style, are you looking at things now as in the lane of look, I'm gonna have to do what I do but better and a bit quicker? Or are there elements of your game that you think you're gonna have to sort of grow and develop that perhaps a you know, on the less comfortable side of things, uh, how are you sort of a- a- adjusting yourself personally from sort of more of a tactical perspective? I think the style of play really suits me as a player. Um, I think it's very attacking and like, although I'm a fullback, like I love to get forward. I love to get involved within the attacking phases of play. So it suits me, suits me well. I think there's always, like, 
everyone's always got their own areas to develop on and improve on. Like I'm not perfect. Um, so just spend time on the off season, like trying to, you know, fix that as much as I can and be the best I can going into the start of the season, which I like to think that I have. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. He's an incredibly knowledgeable man. Like he's, you know, he's got his way of playing and he's going to help us all individually as well as a team. So um, as much as I love that, I love the way, I love the way we're going to play. Um, I think there's always areas to improve on uh, no matter what. Does it, Megan, I'll come to you on this one. Um, obviously we've just had a new coach been appointed, but alongside of that, and it was all announced on the, on the same day that, that mine um, was announced that he, he'd be, he'd be taking over. There was um, six new signings that the club channel put out. There's another one, you know, Rachel Lawrence has, um, you know, kind of put pen to paper today. One, you know, when you've been in preseason training, when you've been around these players for a while, I guess they, you know, they've been in and around the setup. It looks like there's a real mix of experience, of youth, of of quality. Actually, you know, the the players that I saw at, at Roxham, you, you could tell, you know, had real quality on the ball. But what have you made of your new teammates? And is there anyone? Maybe not asking you to single anyone out, but you know, are there people that we should be looking out for? I think the yeah the new the new signs have fitted in really well. Like not only playing wise, but actually getting on with the squad. Uh, I think that's the first thing always think about. How are they interacting? You know, they've they've come in, they've worked really hard. They they get on really well, and it's been actually really nice to have some fresh faces around. Um, depth really important. I think the biggest thing is you need all the the whole squad um, for next season. You know. Injuries will happen. We we obviously, Shah picked up a big injury in the season and, and already you, you need your bench to be ready. You need players to be ready to come in. So, yeah, they've they've fitted in really well. And I think, I mean, you have to highlight, obviously, Sarah Quant coming in, um, her experience, you know, playing at top, top level, just to have her presence there and her knowledge and her kind of feedback she can give and her presence on the ball. It's, yeah, it's really good to have. Um, someone knew how, how to win, how to win, and I think we've got an experience of, like you said, kind of people who've played at quite a high level, and then you've also kind of probably got the future as well, but can also deliver now. So it's looking at what what kind of players we need to help us to get to there now, but also those players that are probably going to help in the future when when the older people get get too old to play. So you're making a face there, like that's you, Megan. But I don't, you know, like you're going to be around for plenty yeah. of seasons yet. Come on, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm really interested. That you mentioned, um, you know, kind of a, one of those signings that has been from Ipswich Town, and I know that you know she's not the only one that's that's joined us from them lot down south. Like, is there the rivalry? Like, is it the same within you? You know, your setup, or you know, is is it a bit bit more friendly? Because it feels like I don't know. The women's game is much more of a community and a kind of an everyone kind of knows everyone to to an extent is would that be fair to say Alice or or is it fierce and should we expect studs up challenges you know kind of next time we play Ipswich when we, inevitably when we get promoted this season I think well I'm a Norwich fan so I'm never gonna I'm never gonna like them at all um but that's just because I'm I love the club like and I think that's football isn't it um I think no matter who we come against, to be honest, I think, you know, we just want to win. Um, and that doesn't change for them either. Like, I don't think we'd change our game. Like, if we played them, if that was to be in like the FA Cup or hopefully when we, we do go up in the near future. So I, I don't think anything would change. I think obviously like tensions are high. Like, it, there is something. I remember being part of the game where we beat them uh, not so long ago. Um, and it was possibly one of the, it was the best day 
um, and everyone was absolutely buzzing. And I think like the challenges obviously are people do go in with a bit more force as such, but like I'd never want to hurt someone, um, no matter who it is. So I think there is that, but um, we'll stick to our game plan. And I'm sure that would pull through. Definitely. Megan, I'll, I'll give you the last word on, on this season coming up. What feels realistic for the team? Because it felt like last season, like hashtag were, in terms of what you said about that ruthlessness and that quality, they, they were perhaps, you know, kind of a step up from everyone else in the league. But apart from that, it was wide open and there was loads of really even games and, and you guys, you know, kind of pretty much performed a, against everyone and got results against most teams. Do you feel like you can go all the way? You know, is that, can we talk about the P word? I think for us, and we spoke about this as a group, it's just to be winners. Just every game we play, we expect to win and we are winners regardless, cup, county cup, um, league. And I think if we focus more on that, I think that the outcomes then will happen. And we've been doing a lot of work on that. Um, you can go say something, but actually we need to focus on, actually, you know what? Every session, you know, it's going to be competitive. That team wants to win every game. We just want to be winners. And I think it's changing our mindset to do that. And then who knows what can happen? So, yes, that's the answer. We're going to get promoted, right? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, in terms of like the longer term direction, because this has been something that um, Norwich fans, I think a, a large proportion of Norwich fans have been keen on for a while and, and everyone was really, really pleased to see that the women's operation was was fully integrated into the club. And I... I appreciate, Alice, I might be putting you on the spot a bit and this may be more of a question for, you know, someone like Flo Allen or even Martin. But actually, from your perspective as as a player, um, where do you think the club should be in two, three, four years' time maybe? Like, how ambitious can the club be? And more importantly, I guess, is what support do you guys feel like you need as players to make that happen? And I don't necessarily mean internally from the football club, but actually from the fans as well, like, you know... Norwich is a community club, right? And you, you know it from supporting them. You know, can the community come together and, and you know, kind of make your lives easier as hopefully you, you, you step up the divisions? I think I like to think the sky's the limit. Like, never stop believing. Um, like, we, you know, I think it's always as a player, like currently, like not thinking too much ahead in all honesty. Um, very much thinking about the task ahead of us this season. And I think that's, big task in itself um so I mean you'd like to think you know once we keep going up and up the support from the club is only getting more and more um incredibly grateful for everything that like Flo and the club do already um and I think you could see the massive change in us as well like from last season we really stepped up and I think that comes with actually we really appreciate everything that everyone does and with that support you can achieve obviously greater things and I think we sh- we showed that last season and I like to think that this season we'll keep on building and building. So um, I think it will come um, and the more they support us and the more we'll achieve. Um, that's what I believe. Thank you. Can I just ask a question just about sort of, again, that psychological side, you, you are sort of holding on to it for the for the right moment and, and this idea of talking about the sort of the near but also the distant future seems like a good time to ask it and I'll let you two decide who answers it first because I think it could be a bit of a a bit of a tough question but as this football club grows on the pitch you know the, the quality of play will continue to to grow attendances will grow the media spotlight will become 
hopefully continuously a, a lot harsher on you guys um, in the sense of brighter. Should have, should have said brighter, not harsher. Um, how do you, as people, as, as human beings, perhaps deal with, I, I don't know what word to use specifically, uh, the, the pressure, the expectations, your personal standards. How do you perhaps deal with making sure you, you stay sort of in the moment, present, but also sort of plan for, as we're heading for promotion this season, success in, in, in the future? Um, I'm happy to ask this one. I'll have a give it a go. I think what the club have been doing really well with us is everything's kind of been drip fed in. So it hasn't been like an overnight, right, this is what we are, we are this. It's all been very slow and steady. And I think from this pre-season and going into it, I think all of us players just slowly raised our game a little bit, ensuring that we're in the physically in the best shape. We're now thinking about kind of we're getting more education on what we're eating, how we balance kind of work life. So we're getting a lot of support kind of around from the club as well. And that's educating us. And I think once that starts to become like the norm from the players, it drips feet down to the rest of the players. Um, and I think we've all been quite, we all keep everyone quite grounded. We're really like a humble group of girls. We, we all sort of have jobs or college or uni um trying to balance everything and it can be hard and we know that sometimes someone's going to come to training and they've done a night shift there's about three girls that might might have to then go off to work after training so we're very kind of grounded with that we know how to kind of educate how to support people so I think we deal with it quite well I think we we are a very close group and we openly talk about things uh we communicate maybe how we're feeling or you know, I think everyone's in the game, the Carabao games. Everyone's like, we are so nervous. But everyone just kind of pull, pulls in. And I think it's just supporting each other and, and just giving each other ideas. I don't know if you've got anything to add on that, Alice. No, I think you've, you're spot on, to be honest. I think, you know, we, yeah, like Megan said, like everyone, everyone's very honest. And I think that's like the most important thing. Like if you're not honest and you're not transparent with each other, like it's not, it's not going to work. And the club are incredibly supportive and it is difficult sometimes managing everything that goes on in life and work and everything else but we've got a good bunch around us alongside staff and and the club and I think that's you know all you need um and I think that massively helps us get through get through the season I, I was interested in that Alice because we haven't talked about it um yet but actually though since you've been part of you know officially part of the football club like what has changed, you know, because you say there's support staff, you know, kind of Martin going, you know, kind of full time as a head coach, I think is a, a really, really big deal, you know, kind of for a head coach at this level to, to you know, have a full time job and he's moved his family here. And there seems like there's a real commitment to support you girls. But actually, what has that meant for you like day to day, you know, kind of is that extra training sessions or physiotherapy or, you know, kind of just different levels of support from maybe like two, three years ago when, you were perhaps having to buy your own away kit and, you know, kind of chip in for, you know, a bus to, you know, like it feels really different now, doesn't it? Yeah, massively. I, I remember um, when we was at Plantation Park and like my mum like volunteered to like do the food after the game and things like that. Like I won't, I won't forget that. And it is massively different. And I think Martin coming in as head coach, obviously a full-time position is, is huge. And we're really grateful that someone can also dedicate all their time to us as well. And, alongside with the partnership with UEA, which I think um, is really important for like player pathways as well. Um, 
really does like show the direction of the club and how we want to progress in years to come. I think also like obviously we have physios and stuff and that's also not easy. Like not not every club has that. Like as you look, we go to other places in our league. Like we're incredibly fortunate to be training at Colney, um, having that use of facilities. You know, the gym, the use of physios. Other people don't have that. Like you go to some clubs and the pitch isn't very nice. Like you think we play at the Nest. Like it's it's a lovely pitch. It's perfect. Um, lovely atmosphere as well and great facilities. So we are incredibly lucky, and it's in. It's so different to what it used to be. Um, it really is. And Megan, I'm thinking about what brilliant looks like, like for us as a football club. And I know maybe we shouldn't, you know, kind of cast our eyes in other directions when we think about that. But are there any other clubs within the women's pyramid that you just think they've got it spot on? That's what we should be doing. That's what we should aspire to as a football club. I think you can learn from other clubs, but I think it's because I have my other hat on a little bit. I think. Every club is different in how they run because of where they are demographically as well. You know, if you look in the London club, it, a, a team folds, for example, those players can easily go to find another club or they can go sign players easy in that area or up north because they're a lot closer. So where we are, we we really kind of rely on our, kind of our homegrown talent as well. And obviously the link to UBA, putting more players outside than we've obviously attracted some girls from Cambridge area. So... I think, yes, you can look at clubs and go like, that's really good. I like, we like that idea. Um, you know, when we went to Burnley, like little things, I really loved what they did to kind of their little setup and making sure players had jobs to like tidy up. Like just little things you can take and go like, they're obviously top level Burnley. But actually what they've done there, that requires nothing. That requires us just having that mentality. So you can pick up little bits, but I think we're kind of, going on this journey still I think that's really important I think we're taking little steps as we go and picking up little bits and I think the club are giving us us this platform and the structure to make sure we're we're in a good place you do see clubs sometimes go zero to a hundred and you'll see clubs it, it they haven't got that infrastructure where I think we're going on a slow steady journey um and and making sure we're okay wherever it the club might be in the future. And, and I appreciate what you're saying, Megan, about a, a slow and, and steady journey. And I think there are some fans that maybe think, oh, look, we should have played at Carrow Road way earlier than than we did. Yeah, actually, I think I'd probably echo that. And there are, you know, there are people that clamour, me among them, that, you know, that the club should be supporting the women's team more. Alice, I'll come to you on this. You know, the Do you think that there's a real opportunity now. Look, we've all just watched it, although if my employers are listening, then maybe I didn't watch it. But, you know, we've all just watched the World Cup semi-final and the Lionesses are through to the World Cup final, you know, this Sunday. Um, how can we, and I don't necessarily mean as a football club, but like, again, as a community, how can we capitalise on the success of the Lionesses? And like, what what would you have liked to have had in place as, you know, kind of say like an eight, nine, 10-year-old girl playing football like what would you have liked? What what would you have liked to have happened differently? And how can we make sure as a society that that's in place for the next generation? Like the lionesses were incredible. Like um, I'm still I'm so happy for them. Um, but I think when I was younger, like I never had a women's team that I looked up to or any even players like even like national team level. Like I didn't. I never watched them. I just watched Norwich the men's side and 
like that was just all I ever ever knew and I not that that's right but now I like to think that youngsters will watch them and they'll be like oh okay like so who's my local team or who could I go and watch and like to think that they'd come to the nest and support us and look up to us and think yeah I'm you know a young girl in Norfolk how can I get involved what can I do can I get involved with CSS programs like there's loads of little bits that necessarily I didn't have when I was younger um and I like to think that we can as players can be role models for them as well and hopefully that they can aspire to be one of us do you feel that responsibility Megan because you know I see it at the nest like every Sunday that you're there you guys are over signing autographs I've seen you know when I took one of my youngest daughter's friends and I, actually I think it was Tash came over and she was just in awe that like a Norwich City player was talking to her it was just incredible to see do you feel that responsibility now of, of being a role model has that sunk in because that must be quite the thing for you guys yeah I think uh, I still find it, it's mad that we go do signatures after the game and and I half the girls are like I see you every week like you it, it's still really really like probably surreal a little bit um and I think you know knowing kind of where we've come from and like Alice said Plantation Park and paying for a kit and minibus stuff and then you're there and they want to have your autograph and your picture and you're like oh okay and I think we've kind of gone through that that throughout the season and we've kind of realized okay actually we need to make sure we are role models we appreciate them and and we give it our all and I, I do think that still plays a part in kind of our success last season because the first game we couldn't believe how many fans were there and we we're like oh wow like we're actually gonna we're gonna have to you know, I think it just made us step up a little bit. And I think when you see the support of, of the young girls cheering you on, it is really special. And I think I, I just appreciate it because it's never, it's not going to last forever. Um, and I think as a, obviously not playing as much, so enjoying it, it is really, really important. And um, yeah, it's still surreal, like side of grass and taking pictures, really. I've got a rubber chair as well. <laughs> Megan, I want to... Sorry for some of the girls who've heard mine. <laughs> but I find that like when you look at footballer signatures, some of them are just a squiggle. And then it's almost like, can you just write your number? Which a lot of them yeah. do now, don't they? Just write your number, squad number, because yeah. otherwise we'll never work it out. Uh, Megan, I do want to come back to you on this one because it, it feels pertinent for, you know, for people who don't know that, that you, you know, you work with the, the girls play a pathway for um, the Community Sports Foundation, which feeds into the Norwich City Academy. And it feels like we're on the cusp of a real opportunity to enthuse girls, to engage the next generation of sportswomen and footballers. In your day job, like representing Norwich City's Academy, how do you think that Norwich City can make sure that the next Lauren Hemp or Amy Palmer or even Flo Allen that comes along in our pathway, how do we keep them there and how do they help push the club on? I think kind of reflection and obviously been doing this role for about five years now is that we had to make sure like the, the women's team was in a good place and, and I think that's obviously happening. Um, you know, we want to, you know, we do want to keep our best talent at Norwich and I think Eloise is a perfect example of someone who's come through the pathway, um, transitioned into the women's team Um and took our opportunity. And that's the big thing. Yes, they can transition into the women's team, but to actually take the opportunity and sustain that level is massive. And if you probably look across the women's team, the majority of them have come through the CSF pathway. Um, 
and we're looking and we're continuing to work on how we can keep them here. And I think Eloise was a, is a ma- was a massive one for us at the foundation, um, an absolute top talent, and she wanted to inspire play for the women's team. And I think because the girls love Norwich and they now are a part of it and they their role models are their coaches, with Freya coaching the girls, Alice can they coach the girls. They see their role models every day. Um, and I think that will just continue to inspire. And that just helps the women team get better as well. If we're keeping some of the best talent, I mean, you know, it's it's amazing to see where it can go. Because if you look at the players we produced, imagine if they were in the team right now. Absolutely. Uh, Alice, I want to come to you on this. And I appreciate it's maybe a bit of a tricky question um, for you guys to consider. But... Does it frustrate you that for all the positivity around the women's game, and again, we, you know, we've mentioned it's a huge growth area at the moment, there's still, but you guys look at social media, you know, we're not going to dress that up. You'd see sometimes that there's a fair few ill-informed comments. I saw an interview with Leah Williamson recently. She was pointing to the fact and, you know, making a really good point that actually people who don't like women's football are really happy to volunteer that information that they don't like women's football and they're not interested in it. And she was just like, well, we don't care. Just shut up about it because actually the, that game isn't for you because there's so many people that do enjoy it. Is that how you feel? Like, you know, or how does that make you feel when those comments, you know, kind of are, are volunteered and put into the public domain? I tend not to, I tend not to look at it if I'm, on, if I'm honest. Um, like if someone feels that, that that's their view, then everyone's entitled to their own opinion. However, um, I feel like they're becoming the minority now. Um, I think like the growth of the women's game is huge. Like you look at the lionesses today, like it's absolutely incredible. Um, and like they're an absolute asset to our country and the talent is 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 so good. And you think actually why why be negative when you can be positive? Um, because everything's so so good and you know, they're really putting their stamp on it and showing how good they are and so there's there's no need for it and I think Leah said it correctly to be honest if it's not your scene it's not your scene um and that's that's absolutely fine um so just try to focus on the positive and not dwell on the negatives because there's so many so many great people involved within the game the women's game especially you look at it here like obviously Flo has done such an amazing job and I'm sure Megan would echo that as well and she's really helped us and supported us and it's been it has been tough at times and I think without that support I think we'd have really struggled and the club is making take massive steps forward um, and drip feeding us in as Megan previously said so you know just focus on the positives and uh, we'll concentrate on on them What about yourself Megan? <laughs> to be honest I was just kind of laugh at him I, like you know I don't go tweeting I don't want to watch local men's football on a Saturday because that's not my scene you know it, it's fine People can like what they like. Um, plus, I just think people like to just put things out there to get a reaction. You know, most of the accounts don't even have a picture. So <laughs> I think if you just, everyone ignores them and just, you know, positivity everywhere, it disappears. All they want is a reaction. And, and that's sadly why they do it. So if you don't give them that, that time, really, it just dies out. Yeah, completely agree. Ben, was there any more questions from yourself, mate? I think I'm. I just sort of sat here in awe, just listening to it all. Really, yeah. No, I, I think I think I'm good. To be fair, I think we've covered everything you, you need to, John. You've done a stellar job there. Brilliant. Well, look, there's something really important that we need to talk about to finish up, and that is that the fact that we've talked about the lionesses a lot um, today. 
but they're definitely bringing it home on Sunday. Two important questions for you both. Um, how are you going to follow the match, given that you are probably traveling to AFC Sudbury uh, at that point, you know, for the season opener? And more importantly, how many goals are we going to win by? Alice. Oh, uh, we'll be watching it on the bus, um, I believe. Um, and I got a score prediction right today. I couldn't believe it. I said it on the radio and then my mum texted me. She said, oh, you got it right. So I doubt I'll get it right again. But I think I think we're on a roll, to be honest. And I think I think we'll fire quite a few home. Um, I go with 4-2. Oh, blimey. And an entertaining game and the same scoreline that when the men's won it in 66, it was 4-2 as well. So that'd be a lovely symmetry to it. Yeah, brilliant. Megan, definitely bringing it home, right? Yeah, I've gone 2-0. It'll be a close game. I think we'll we'll get two late ones. Nice, nice. Okay, well, I think we will leave it there. Um, That just leaves me to thank both of you guys, Alice and Megan, for giving up your time and and we wish you the very, very best of luck for the new season. If you're in the area, if you, for some reason, I don't know why you would be in Suffolk, but if you are in Suffolk on Sunday and you, you fancy going south of the border, you should definitely give our women's team a look. Um, you know, they um 2 p.m. kickoff or 2.30, I think it is, isn't it? 2.30 yeah. kickoff? Yeah, on Sunday. If you're not and you fancy lending the team your support, first home game of the season is at the Nest against London Seaward on the 3rd of September. We'll definitely be there, or you can make your way to Carrow Road the following Sunday to see them take on Cambridge in, can we call this a derby? East Anglian grudge match. Let's let's give it, let's call it that. But um, as I'm sure everyone knows who's listening, tickets are available at canaries.co.uk. We'll all be there. Come and see us, or come and see us if you see us, or come and say hello if you see us. And um, mind how you go. 